Let's get real, let's get inspirational, a little bit emotional, and let's shed some sunshine. This is the Sunshine Steven Podcast. Welcome. Good day and happy Wednesday. <laughs> and welcome back to another episode of Sunshine Steven, the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. And if this is your first time, hi, I'm Steven Rice. And boy, you're in, or girl, or anything in between, non-binary, you're in for a treat. <laughs> or a wild ride, depending on how you look at it. But yeah, this is the Sunshine Steven podcast, where I try to put some positivity out there and have some really cool conversations with really cool people. So yeah, today it's all about the stars and astrology, and I'm joined by the real astrologer, Kevin Burke, who was really nice enough to read my charts and give some insight, and I was shooketh with a lot, because it was it was very dead on, so super excited about that part. That's to come. Um, so yeah, I'm super excited about this episode. You should be too. Um, check out Kevin. I'll put everything um, in the description and talk about it after the interview. But let me just shut up right now and get right to it because it's super, super interesting. Okay, thanks. Awesome. Well, thank you, Kevin, so much for stopping by the Sunshine Stephen podcast. How are you today? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Doing pretty good. It's cold <laughs> where I'm at. <laughs> and um, I'm actually moving back to Florida. Oh, wow. The, the cold has been nice, but it's overstated its welcome. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm ready to be back in the, the sunshine. I will, I say all this, but during summertime when it's blazing hot, I'm going to be yeah. like, nope, bring me back to Charlotte, North Carolina. I don't, I don't want to. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, but yes, thank you so much for stopping my. Um, I'm super excited about this topic and everything, and I know a few of my friends and listeners are too. Um, I don't want to give too much away, so I'll give you the chance to kind of introduce yourself and talk about it, what it is that you do. Okay, uh, well, <clears throat> my name is Kevin B. Burke, and uh, I am an astrologer, and that doesn't mean what you're probably immediately picturing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of those things where needs to be all sorts of disclaimers. Yeah. yeah. Um, I teach astrology. I, I work with clients on a one-on-one -on -one basis. And one of the things that I sort of specialize in um, is, is applying critical thinking to astrology. Um, and I was talking about this the other day with somebody and, and I kind of realized that I've, I've had sort of a personal vendetta against astrology since I started with it because it never delivered on its promises. Uh, it, it, it has always promised these amazing specific insights and mm -hmm. I've always wanted to be able to use it as a counseling tool and it's never quite lived up to what it said it was going to do. And I spent, I, I've been teaching astrology for more than 20 years. And during that time, I keep on refining my approach and I've come up, you know, I've incorporated a lot of traditional astrology to, to, to deal with what was going to make things more specific. 
Mm-hmm. And everything that I did got a little bit clearer, but but not really where where yeah. it ever promised to be. Um, and and then the process, you know, I spent a whole lot of time trying to figure out how to teach astrology because it, it's my big frustration is that I would when I started teaching, it was like, okay, here's everything I know, and here's how I do it, and now yeah. you can do it. And it never worked that way. The brain transfer never happened. Um, So I developed uh, about, I think in 2012, I launched the Real Astrology Academy, Mm -hmm. uh, which had a training program. Because if reading about astrology or taking classes was enough, then everybody would know how to interpret charts. Right. And, you know, people study astrology for 30 years and they can't interpret a chart. So there's something Mm -hmm. wrong with how astrology is being taught because nothing takes 30 years to learn. Right. <laughs> um, so I started with a training program and, and, and developed that over and refined that over a number of years. And uh, last year, um, I had kind of the big, huge breakthrough that sort mm. of changed oh, everything. I had been exploring in, in the way, you know, so I, I started the approach that I took to interpreting charts is like everybody does because everybody alive today has been using this same approach mm-hmm. where you focus on, you start with the planet in the sign mm-hmm. and you explore, you know, what does it mean that Mars is in Virgo? Yeah. Um, and then you try to bring it in with the houses and the chart, which have to do with, with your, particular areas of life and that's what everybody thinks astrology is Mm -hmm. and one of the things that i realized is that's only been astrology for a hundred years that has nothing for thousands of years that's not how the signs were used Um, the idea that astrology tells you about your personality has literally been around for a hundred years that that's brand new And I had been working on the connection between the planets and the houses. And this is something from, you know, this this is a couple of thousand year old principle of astrology known as rulership. Mm -hmm. And rulership is literal. So when when a planet rules something in the chart, Mm -hmm. it is that thing. And applying this to the natal chart, I'm realizing well, when a planet rules a house, that planet is that house. Mm-hmm. So the planet that rules your second house is your money. And I realized, well, this is interesting because somebody who, where Jupiter is their money, they're going to have an attitude towards money that's big and expansive, but somebody that has Saturn in charge of their money is going to be really responsible and limited about that. Mm-hmm. And I had that concept. I've been struggling with that for probably six years. Um, oh. I knew it was big. I knew it was important. I couldn't figure out how to get it in a way that when I explained it to people, their minds would be blown the way that mine yeah. was. And it clicks, yeah. Um, and I'd been incorporating it a little bit for a couple of years, 
in my classes and, and it was a struggle. And some of my students after about a year started to kind of understand it and the rest of them were still struggling with it. Um, and then, you know, what I did during the pandemic um, was create, figure out how to really break that down. Right. And I created a program called Personal Practical Astrology, which explores the chart from that. Doesn't look at the signs at all, looks at planets ruling the houses. Mm -hmm. And I discovered with that, this is what astrology was always supposed to do. Mm. This, all of a sudden, the chart came into focus because I was looking at it through a different set of lenses. I wasn't trying to figure out what the planet and the sign meant. The sign comes later. I was focusing on what does this mean to you? How do we connect these? So, so I came up with this metaphor of puzzle pieces. Yeah. Um, think of your life as a giant jigsaw puzzle. Um, and the more pieces you fit together, the more your life makes sense. Right. Yeah, um, it all comes into focus as you put these pieces together. Mm -hmm. So there are two types of puzzle pieces. There are universal puzzle pieces. Mm -hmm. And these are the big abstract concepts. These are the things that make you human. These are things like integrity and safety and anger and faith uh, and, and responsibility. Uh, big concepts. And those are related to the planets. Mm-hmm. And then there are the personal puzzle pieces, which are your actual life, things like your happiness and your money and your relationships and your job. When you look at the relationship between the planets and the houses that they rule, it tells you for you, this universal puzzle piece fits with this personal puzzle piece. Oh, wow. Yeah. And when awesome. you make that connection, when you connect a universal puzzle piece and a personal puzzle piece, you have what I call a light bulb moment. Mm -hmm. Something, you know, something about your life suddenly makes sense in just a really, you know, not necessarily a big thing, but it's a little thing. Yeah. But it's still a wow moment and it's tangible and it's practical. And, you know, 30 years of studying my own chart and I never really had those experiences mm -hmm. until I started looking at it this way. And, and it's like on a daily basis, there's something else that it's like, oh, you know, and then the mind blown again. Yeah. Um, so that's the approach that I'm, that I'm offering with consultations now. That's the approach that I'm teaching now. Um, I have a new series of, of videos uh, on YouTube uh, oh, awesome. called The Real Houses of Astrology. Um, that sort of demonstrating this. I love that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all couldn't see me, listeners, but I was laughing. It was, that's so funny. I love. Um, I love a good wordplay. <laughs> thank you. Um, so yeah, so I, I have the first season of that filmed, and there's a new episode that premieres every other Tuesday. So there's 13 oh, episodes so awesome. in the first series, and it kind of demonstrates this because this is, you know, I literally redid my entire curriculum this this past year because i realized this is huge and this is such a fundamentally different way of approaching the charts that i can't just fold it in to what i was doing right i had to scrap everything and start from scratch because this but this makes 
oh my God, it makes so much sense. And it's so useful. Um, and, and, and it's just, you know, and, and it, it's, it's brand new. It's, mm-hmm. it's not something that people immediately get. Yeah. Um, and, and it's radically different from what, you know, certainly from what astrologers think astrology is and right. certainly what, what most people think astrology is. Yeah. Um, That's awesome though. It's a, I'm glad that it finally came full circle moment for you. Cause I, it's, it's, it's been, a, it's been an ongoing path. Mm-hmm. And, and so I see everything was sort of 20 years of work leading up to this. And I had to do all of what I did to get to the point of realizing, you know, um, yeah, this isn't working. But as soon as I make this one little change, everything falls. As soon as I swap these lenses, everything comes into focus. It's like, oh, I see the difference. This is, this is what it was supposed to be. (laughs) Oh yeah. I love, I love when things come together, but at the same time, I'm like, it took me all this time to realize, to look at it this way, but it's like, you know what? Maybe this is my time to realize it. And also, I have, I've spent so many years recognizing the bubble that astrologers Mm -hmm. live in and and recognizing over and over all of the things that I thought I knew about astrology that absolutely were completely wrong and, and that they don't do what I thought they were going to do. I mean, I, I, it's, I so, and, and oftentimes I'll, I'll recognize something like in the middle of a class that I'm teaching. The first real experience I had of this was the first time I was teaching a predictive astrology class. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm about halfway through, you know, it's a 12 week class or something about four or five weeks into it. And, and I'm realizing none of this does what we think it does. None of this actually works the way that we think it works um, because we're not understanding the dimension of time. And, and, and so all of the, you know, so everything about how I understood and assumed what I knew about predictive astrology was wrong. And so I'm, and I'm, and I'm really feeling, you know, I know exactly what the captain of the Titanic felt like Oh yeah. <laughs> because I'm like, okay, yeah, that's an iceberg. Yep. Can't do anything about it. We're going to have to sort of finish this class and I'm going to do my best. (laughs) And then I'm going to have to pick everything up from the wreckage and and give a big discount to my students taking again next year when I figure out how to look at this in a way that actually holds up to critical thinking. Yeah, that's a great analogy. There's just all of these assumptions. We assume Mm that astrology has always been about the personality. Mm-hmm. And it's always been about the science because astrology has been around for thousands of years. Right. And we assume that what we think of as astrology is that, and nope. And, you know, astrology, we know astrology is used to tell, to, to predict the future. And we think astrology is all about our personality. And so we assume that astrology is going to tell you what's going to happen to you next Tuesday. And that's not how it works. Yeah. It's two totally different things. And I just, for years, it's like, okay, yeah, there's another assumption. Yeah. That's totally wrong about that. Need to rethink all the ways that I was assuming this. Yeah. Um, And it's just, um, I've gotten good at asking those questions. I've gotten good at questioning these things. But if I hadn't 
hit that first big iceberg, wouldn't have been asking these questions. And I don't know many astrologers that ask right. these questions because we just assume, oh, this is what I learned. It must be something that dates back thousands of years because astrology and not, oh yeah, no, this is something that uh, Mark Edmund Jones made up in 1972, hmm. um, pulling it out of whole cloth. And that yeah. just became a part of astrology yeah. <laughs> that everybody assumes is, is astrology. Um, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Great metaphor. <laughs> yeah. You have one amazing movie. Um, Thank you. Both, both my dogs are actually named after um, one's Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio and mm. Rose. <laughs> so, <laughs> big fan of uh, the Titanic, but yeah, it makes sense. Like sometimes you have to hit those icebergs in life to be like, Oh, learn my lesson. How do I fix this? Well, and, and some of it is just, it's some of it is the struggle of, I think I understand something. And the mm-hmm. way you really know if you understand something is you try to teach it. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then I start teaching it and I see my students struggling with it and it's out there. And as I'm teaching it, I'm looking at it and part of me is going, do I even understand? That's not, <laughs> Yeah. that really doesn't, mean what i'm saying that it means now i'm seeing this out there yeah and sort of part of me is viewing it critically i'm going yeah. <laughs> <Same. Nope>. yeah <laughs> i wish more uh people that taught <laughs> were like that because i've had some professors that you know i was like hey this i don't think this makes sense because of x y and z and they're wrong, but they want a minute and be like, I, <laughs> and I'm like, it's okay. We're humans. <laughs> you can be wrong. Even if you're a professor or whatever, I'm like, yeah, you're still human at the end of the day, first and foremost, you're a human. Um, so awesome. Absolutely. So what benefits do you think are the best to highlight when it comes to working with astrology? If somebody were like, what, what am I going to get out of this? What would you tell them? Um, Specifically, what you'll get out of, of the kind of approach that I'm offering is, is you'll be happier. Mm. Um, this, this really is, this really gets very specific. I mean, I call it personal practical astrology because yeah. not only is it personal and specific to you, but it really is practical. Yeah. Because when you understand how these puzzle pieces fit together, um, so, and what we're going to, you know, demonstrate with you yeah. we're gonna talk about, you know, what makes you, what your happiness really is. I feel like I'm going to cry. I'm a crier. So <laughs> if that happens, um, just roll with it. <laughs> but, but, but there's, but there's a lever. Yeah. And so you understand, you know, you know, for you, happiness is growth. We'll talk about that. Uh, you know, your money might be, um, you know, your, well, <laughs> your money is your anger. Um, so if you want to be able to make more money, if you want to experience prosperity, you need to figure out how to channel the energy of your anger creatively. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, when you move that lever, it's going to increase your cash flow. Mm-hmm. Oh, because wow. all of these have that very practical application. And then there's yeah. a layer of, 
if you want to go deeper with spiritual practices, there are specific spiritual mm-hmm. practices that you can use that are, that are targeted to this that will help you to move that lever to improve that particular area of your life. Right. Um, but it really, most astrology readings are entertaining. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not, I, I'm not interested in just entertaining. I'm not interested yeah. in people just going, Ooh, that I really want people to, to get yeah. something out of the work that they Definitely. do. With I want them to be able to come away with it and going, Oh, I've got these three tools. And now I understand something, you know, these, these patterns in my life, all of a sudden this thing makes so much sense. Right. And, and something you can practically do and see, wow, when I put my attention to this and move this lever, then this other part of my life shifts right and 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 gets better and i'm happier yeah there's always <laughs> about that a goal yeah. in life well, yeah that's all anybody really cares about exactly is, yep. is happy. that's why i always start with happiness <laughs> oh yeah yeah i definitely um i don't know i'm just like <laughs> and you might go over this i don't know i've always been one to be like hesitant to trust like oh look at this website and it's and i'm like but are you actually or are you just putting something down saying like oh yeah you're signed and i'm like is this real or is this so i appreciate that you you have you've studied it you actually know it and you're not just some intern that they've asked to to write no no my and 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 with you know my approach is totally unique Mm mm-hmm there's there's nobody else that that approaches it this way um i'm I'm hoping that there will be many more i've got you know students in my training program right Mm -hmm. now and 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 now that this now that this makes sense now that it is actually really possible to to go through one class and if you do the work in this class you will be able to work your way through a chart interpretation on that first level at the end of this 12 week class. And I'm confident of that now. Um, Yeah. That's awesome. Now, do you do, do you offer it online? Is it online? Yes. Yeah. The the, the classes are all online through the real astrology Academy. Perfect. Um, And I'll plug it the real astrology.com. Yeah, exactly. And I'll put all the links just so you know, I'll put them in the description. Um, I know me and my good friend I was telling you about before we hopped on will probably look into it. <laughs> uh, not probably, we are certainly going to look into it because we, Excellent. yeah, it, that would be so awesome. Excellent. Well, and I also, so the class, the classes are all online. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a membership site and then you register for the membership for, for the various classes. Mm-hmm. So there's a astrology class program that ultimately there are four levels of classes and they're just their video classes they're automated so you you know once you register you get it you would get access to the next oh, class that's each awesome. week yeah like on um, and then i have the training program mm. um if you're serious about this the training program begins in january so you have to start in january every year um with the foundation's training but that's where you're actually doing mm-hmm. the homework i'm giving you coaching i'm giving you feedback oh you get that's some awesome. extra tools to make it a little bit easier yeah um to do this so there's you can do the classes just on their own and then you can do the training 
uh, with that. And I've got some workshops. I've got some spiritual development programs that I'm that I'm going to be re-releasing and, and offering. So there's there's a lot there. That's awesome, though. Yeah, I'll definitely keep that in mind and, and check it out for sure because I'm so interested. Um, I'm killing myself with anticipation. Okay. So when I hop into <laughs> before the recording and uh, before we uh, put stuff down, you asked me for I can't. I think it was my birthday, my birthplace, birth, birth date, time, and location. Yes, perfect. So, so. so to be able to be able to to do a natal chart, and and this is this is important. Um, this approach only works if you actually know what time you were born. Yeah. Because the so my mom, my mom, may she rest in peace, never let me forget that she went into labor super <laughs> early in the morning. So mom, mom, moms are good about that. Exactly. Birth certificates are, are useful too. Yeah. Um, but, but it's, it is required for this. There are a lot of astrologers. If they're just worrying about planets and signs, mm-hmm. they can do whatever they do without an accurate birth time. Right. But for, for the personal practical astrology approach, you have to have an accurate birth time because the connection between the universal puzzle pieces and the personal puzzle pieces mm-hmm. is based on the time and location Perfect. of birth. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's super. Yeah. So, so let's talk about happiness for you. Cause that, that's okay. what that's a you know, little, little mini reading. Yeah. Um, so you have Pisces on your ascendant. Mm-hmm. So this means that Jupiter rules your first house. Okay. So I've always loved Jupiter. It's the prettiest planet to me. Well, as well you would. Yeah, (laughs) makes so so much sense. Yeah. So the first thing this means is that your growth Hmm. is your happiness. Oh, yeah, for sure. For you to be happy, you need to be growing. You need to be expanding. There is ultimately your idea of happiness is, is connected to this idea of freedom mm. where you're not feeling restricted, where you're able to expand and move and explore. And there always has to be growth oh, yeah. for you to be happy. So a couple of practical things <laughs> about that. Um, we're always growing. You only notice growth if you're measuring it. So something immediately that you can start to pay attention to in terms of being able to access, oh, I really am happy and access that happiness is how are you measuring growth in what dimensions of your life and and paying attention Hmm. to that because there's all sorts of dimensions. There's all sorts of ways that you can look at growth and progress, but you kind of have to compare it to where you were today. Right. Um, so that's an important part of happiness for you is being able to track. Oh, look at how I progressed in all of these different ways. Right. Now you specifically in particular measure your growth. Mm-hmm. And look for your happiness in relationships. Mm-hmm. So there is a dynamic for you because Jupiter is in your seventh house. Mm-hmm. So there's a dynamic for you where 
you may measure your growth. And, and I don't know if this is true for you, but this is something to, to, to question. Are you measuring your growth against where other people are? Because that's, that's going to get a little dicey. Yeah, I definitely try not to, but I find myself like, oh, they're the same age as I am and, you know, they own a business. I'm like, well, cool. I'm just here doing a podcast. <laughs> so, but then I have well, to talk and, myself out of it. <laughs> well, and, and right away, how does that affect your happiness? When you think that, does it? Right. <laughs> I know. And so, yeah. Well, and it's, it's so hard to be so aware of it, but my mind just can't help to be like, wow. So here, here's the thing. You're kind of hardwired to look at things that way. Mm-hmm. All you need to do is catch yourself when you're doing that and change how you're measuring it. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, because it's, you know, don't make yourself crazy thinking, oh, I can't, because this is, you're looking for happy. Everything is through Mm -hmm. relationships. Mm -hmm. Everything for you with happiness involves other people. Other people are mirrors. Mm. So it really isn't about them. It's about you, but you want to be very conscious of how you're measuring your happiness and how you're measuring your progress versus other people. Definitely. Yeah. And, and if the metrics you're using aren't making you happy, then pick a different metric mm-hmm. or, or measure your growth in some other dimension. Yeah. Um, and, and that's really important in terms of other people because you can only judge what you think you see. And so it's only the visible stuff that you're mm-hmm. measuring against with other people. True, yeah. Um, but you can look at, oh, how am I growing emotionally? How am I growing in terms of how strong I feel or, um, or you know, my, my personal accomplishments, mm-hmm. things that are internal to you. You can use those as metrics okay, yeah. for your growth as well. And when you realize, oh, I'm making some progress here, um, then, then that helps. Um, Your happiness is also your reputation. Mm -hmm. Um, Just like the Taylor Swift album, Reputation, (laughs) which is my favorite Taylor Swift album. (laughs) That makes sense. (laughs) Well, and and the 10th house is, is, the 10th house is your reputation. It's Mm -hmm. advancement. People call it life path, whatever Mm -hmm. that means. Um, But it's your reputation. Mm-hmm. And today that's pretty much, you know, your social media presence. Oh yeah. Um, so be conscious of how much your happiness is tied to your social media popularity. Yeah. The minute you get a like, it makes a nice deposit in your happiness account. Oh yeah. I feel so famous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Oh, two people liked it. Uh, I'm the best. <laughs> but you're, but you're also, likely to use that as a measurement of your growth for your happiness. So not just your reputation online, but yeah. also your advancement. You just gave an example of that saying, oh, this person's the same age as I am and they've got their own business and I've got my podcast. Yeah. Um, so you're using the external success, the mm-hmm. advancement as one of your primary metrics of growth and letting that determine how happy you let yourself feel. Um, be careful of that because if you set standards, if you're measuring yourself based on what you think success is for somebody else, right. Um, then you're not going to be happy. 
-hmm. And in a lot of ways, turn it around because what matters is happiness. Yeah. If you focus on your happiness, if you focus on the things that make you happy, if you focus on other metrics of growth, um, if you build your faith, that's the other aspect of happiness with Jupiter. Mm -hmm. If you focus on those things, your reputation and your advancement are going to increase because the happier you are, the -hmm. more successful you are. The happier you are, the better your reputation is, the better your social media presence Mm -hmm. is. So it's really important that the best way to leverage this is focus on what you've got control over, which is your happiness. True, yeah. And, and know that the more you focus on that, the more these other things are going to take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. But if you start to find that you're putting the emphasis on the other end of the seesaw, if you're caring more about Facebook likes and engagements, yeah. um, it, it's, it's going to kind of drain your happiness. Yeah, I'm going to fall off the seesaw. <laughs> um, so here's where things get a little interesting in terms of in terms of your happiness dynamics okay um because there are a few things going on that uh can drain your happiness and so you need to be conscious of that and again all you ever need to do is be conscious of how you're growing is recognize that you are constantly growing you are constantly making progress you're expanding in every dimension and also developing faith, which is a whole other level of, mm-hmm. of, of expression with yeah. Jupiter, a little bit more complicated, but those two Super things, complicated. <laughs> well, it's, there's, it, it delves into some more spiritual practices. It's about choose, you know, about choosing what's true instead of what just appears to be real. It's not That's usually something view. that I dive into in a, in a casual yeah. discussion. That definitely... Um, it's me though. I'm like, yeah. who says this is true? Why can't this? Yeah, definitely a more yeah. spiritual. And, and that's, I, I can't pinpoint like, yeah. I believe this in this only. No. no. Yeah. <laughs> and, and deepening that spiritual connection and really building that faith. That's the other thing that is going to make sure you have happiness. And that's going to make sure that the balance in your happiness account is always high enough to cover everything that's spending your happiness. Um, So we talked about the fact that you look for, you you kind of look for happiness with other people and in relationships. Um, and, And the challenge is that other people really don't make you happy. <laughs> Other people. I hope my really... exes are listening to this, <laughs> but not my husband. <laughs> um, there, there is, there is a tightrope hmm. that you need to walk. Hmm. Um, it, it's a, it's a pretty uncomfortable connection between the planet that's in charge of, of your relationships 
Mm-hmm. And that's one that, that's any one-to-one relationship, including romantic relationships, and also just people in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so the planet in charge of that and the planet in charge of your happiness have no common ground. Wow. Nothing. And they would be perfectly happy if they didn't ever have to deal with each other, but they are forced to deal with each other. Mm-hmm. So you have to choose. Mm-hmm. You can either be happy or you can deal with other people. Yeah. I, and I always and feel you, bad. Yeah. Cause I'm but, all, but I guess it, if it makes me happy, hear that world, I don't have to deal with all of you. <laughs> but you do, cause you have to deal with other people. Yeah. You have to, but yeah. There's, so I'm recognize not, it's a switch. Yeah. There's definitely- recognize that you have to balance it. Mm-hmm. That, okay, I'm in the mode now. I'm dealing with other people. This is great. This yep. is costing happiness. Yes. This is consuming some happiness. And so I'm going to deal with other people and great. And now I'm going away and I'm not dealing with other people. And I'm going to focus on happiness mm-hmm. to build that balance back up and take time for me doing what matters to me that doesn't involve other people. And you can do that, but you just need to be aware yeah. That that even and and the, the challenging thing is that part of you thinks you should be able to do both at the same time. And you can't. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> I've tried. It doesn't. So, yeah. so don't try. So yeah. recognize that you have to jump, you have to switch your attention from one to and you can. It's easy to do that you just need to recognize oh this is how i have to handle this mm-hmm. that there's other people time and then there's me time and and never the twain shall meet yeah and that's okay oh, yeah. that's so wild because i i can go out like oh me and a friend are gonna go eat like nachos and then get cookies or something love that that's great but then it's like i could take three days off from people right now like i can just stay at home and read watch netflix and be fine exactly (laughs) i always find myself being like oh am i a horrible person for not wanting to see people but it makes me happy my alone time (laughs) so (laughs) that makes total sense exactly and and just really recognizing that and recognizing that the more and the more you focus on happiness Mm -hmm. the more you focus on growth, the more you focus on building your faith, mm-hmm. the more happiness reserve you will have, which will allow you to spend more time with other people without being drained. Yeah. So it's really just about recognizing how the resources are kind of wired for you mm-hmm. and making sure that you're balancing them. Now, the other thing that consumes your happiness um, a couple of things, but the, but the other big thing that consumes your happiness is your job. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, it, it's today was my last day at like, uh, well, not at my current job, but yeah. <laughs> well, any, any job. Oh, yeah. Any job consumes your happiness. And here's the, we'll, we'll, we'll sort of, um, the sun mm-hmm. rules your sixth house. So your job is integrity. Your job is 
expressing your authentic self. That's yes. your actual job. Oh yeah. Um, and you need to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's never easy. It is always going to be hard work Oh yeah. to live in integrity. It is always going to be hard work to know this is who I truly am and I need to be that. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody's ever going to recognize you for it or promote you for it or celebrate yeah. you for it. You never get a break. You never get a vacation. It's hard work. And it consumes your happiness because the sun is in your first house. Mm. So again, you need to make sure that you are meeting the needs of Jupiter, the ruler of your first house. You need to really make sure you are tracking all of these different ways that you're growing because that's going to help you to feel happy Mm -hmm. and that you're deepening your faith and and connecting with spiritual truth Mm -hmm. because that's going to make sure that you've got plenty of reserves in your happiness bank account Mm -hmm. so that you can do your job, right? both your workplace and also you know, express your identity and figure out who you are and be yeah. that person. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fuel that runs on is your happiness. Mm-hmm. So these are some of the, you know, so, so quick overview, but those are some of the levers. Yeah. Um, and, and all of this, by the way, without ever once mentioning planets and signs, we can go there. Yeah. That's another level of what language you speak for these things, but just this. I'm still blown away. I'm like, I, I've always had like a a weird obsession with Jupiter. <laughs> so right off the bat, when you're like Jupiter, I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, it's the prettiest colors. Red's my favorite color. Like it it just, I was always like, Jupiter is really cool. I don't know why, but I like Jupiter. Jupiter's got a, you know, Jupiter has a reputation in astrology as being just the best planet ever because it makes everything bigger. Well, um, that's, that's not always a good thing yeah oh yeah um you know we need limits we need balance and restriction but true um but i said for for you jupiter is happiness growth is happiness faith mm-hmm. is happiness and it's also your success and it's also your reputation mm-hmm. and when you focus on so so rather than focusing on these these extra things Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you focus on your growth, then you really are going to experience happiness. Oh yeah. And and when you when you experience happiness, it's going to help you professionally. It's mm-hmm. going to improve your reputation. It's going to bring you success. It's going to make it easier to handle these other things. It's going to make it easier for you to spend time with other people when you want to spend time with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, but but remember, you need you really need to set some boundaries with that because you can't, you will never be able to be just joined at the hip with somebody. You can't, you have to have your time. So. My dogs are barking in the background. Oh, okay. (laughs) They're like, I'm excited. What's my (laughs) So any, any questions about that? Sounds seemed like that was resonating pretty well with you. Oh no, it definitely, especially like the, the last part, you know, with the job, even, um, they're so ridiculous. (laughs) They, um, 
for me, I feel like I'm truly happy with a company and with my job. If I can be me, if I can be Steven, you know, even the fact being a gay man, I'm like, well, if a company, and it took me a while because I used to like kind of hide it and not tell anybody. Now I'm like, I don't care if a company doesn't want to accept me for who I am, then why would I want to work for them? Like, that's really weird. And, but that took me <laughs> quite a few years <laughs> to realize that. And you're going to, so, so, so the flip side of this for you mm-hmm. is your journey of discovering who you truly are and, and embodying your authentic self Mm-hmm. much of that's going to involve your job and yeah. your workplace yeah. environment. That's, that's part and parcel of it. That's the proving ground for you mm-hmm. where you have to figure out where's my integrity and, yeah. and who am I and how am I, am I being my authentic self in this situation? situation? And it's never going to be easy. <laughs> oh, it's not easy at all in human resources because my heart's like do this, but then my mind and the policy of the company yeah. says do that. And I'm like, oh, this is hard. Yeah. Definitely. And, and, and all of that is really about discovering your authentic self and discovering mm-hmm. your personal standards of integrity. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just where it plays out for you. Yeah. Um, which is, fine just remember it also is consume it's also consuming your happiness yeah so the happier you are the easier your job is going to be which makes sense yeah yeah. it's yeah i look at it you know when when i talk about consuming happiness um and and the issue is there are certain things that it's like oh if i'm in a you know if i'm feeling if i'm in a good mood and i'm feeling happy sure i'm willing to go do that Right. Because I can deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know doing that's going to make me a little less happy, but it needs to be yeah. done. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of the thing. So there's, you know, does the happier you are, the easier your job will be. Mm. But if you let the job consume the happiness, then you're not going to have enough fuel to run the job. And the job is going to start sucking your soul. Oh, yeah. That I've, I've let that in the past. Be- yeah. <laughs> I'm a little bit better at it, but it does, it, it t- makes total sense. Like sometimes if I'm having like a down day or something like that, and I don't feel like my happiness is fully charged up, mm-hmm. especially working in human resources, I'm like, no, I don't want to go escort a employee <laughs> out. Like, no, no, thank you. But if I'm charged up, I'm like, let me s- spin this around, let them know, you know, yep. it's been a pleasure working with them, you know, yeah. sorry, especially with this whole pandemic, you know, Unfortunately, there were layoffs and stuff like that. I'm like, uh, be positive. That's what you try to do. But I was like, I'm so down. I was like, I don't, if I have to do one more phone call with somebody to let them know, <laughs> I'm going to pull my hair out. There was literally a day, it just kept draining me and draining me. Mm-hmm. Um, it was me, the managers making calls. And I was like, look, can we be done for today? Because there's just, mm-hmm. it's, it's draining me and I don't like this. And when you have references like that and now mm. you know what specifically it was draining yeah, and what specifically you can do to replenish that mm-hmm. because it's not, you know, because it's about growth. How am I making progress? 
Right. Well, this was a draining day, but let's look at how much better I handled this today. Right. Let me look at, let me look at it from, well, I was able to do X, Y, and Z, and I grew there and this, and right away, that's going to start to shift your energy mm. because that's making direct deposits in your happiness account. Yeah. Well, that's a nice way to look at it too. Happiness account. Cause I, I do need to, <laughs> there's, there's a lot. I use the bank account analogy a lot because it really is so much of this is really about managing resources, mm-hmm. you know, and it's recognizing, Oh, I have this much on my happiness account, but I'm sort of overdrawn in, in my, you know, safety account and, mm-hmm. and my foundation is a little bit, you know, yeah. and, and you just realize, okay, well, where, where are the levers? What, what can I, I work yeah. on? How can I work this? And that's, that's the potential of this is it really it's it's kind of a user manual for your life and you see yeah. oh this is this is how i adjust yeah exactly the balance here yeah this is what i can do and it will improve these different parts, parts of, of my life yeah especially the growth especially in recent years i've i've noticed it and i'm like wow I guess my measurement too was like how naive and foolish I was growing up in a small backwoods town. I mean, I wasn't as bad as, as most people were, but even my my political views and stuff, all that changed. Can I just point out as bad as most people were. So again, sort of comparing to yeah, yeah, because they're yeah. I mean, they were like true like like racist people and stuff like oh, that. Yeah, yeah, and I mean. I even remember being like, I could have never be gay. I could never, and I'm like, <laughs> deep down inside, I'm like, uh, no. It, it, there's just so many things that I, I grew and grew and grew. And then especially going to college, that opened my eyes coming from, I'm, my graduating class, I think was like a hundred and maybe 17 or 20-ish people. Mm-hmm. And then going to a, a university in a big city I was like, oh, there's different type of people than just was at our <laughs> school. Like, this is awesome. And I've always been one very interested in learning different cultures and stuff like mm-hmm. that and, and growing in with that, like, oh, that's great. And especially recently, because I feel like the there's been a shift where a lot of people have to be more politically correct or more sensitive and stuff like that. So I'm always the first one that's like, let's talk diversity and inclusion. Let's do that. Like, I feel like I've grown to where Steven in high school would have been like, I'll say whatever I want. I don't care. <laughs> like, so yep. definitely. Yeah. And it, in aspects, not only that, but then like growing, like even, even like I've hot my podcasting and I do writing and stuff like growing with that. Mm-hmm. I feel good. And cause I'm such a, a list to do list and mm-hmm. there's nothing like, taking something off or <laughs> crossing through and say, I did that. So especially if I, if I'm like, okay, finish this chapter of this mm-hmm. book, the, writing this. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do two. And I'm just like, oh, look at me. I'm flourishing. <laughs> so that definitely. Well, it's, and again, it's growth. That's yeah. part of how you're measuring growth. Mm-hmm. And when you go, oh, look at how much I've grown. Look at how much more I did. Yeah. Immediate experience of happiness. And mm-hmm. now the more you get those references, when you realize every experience, when you think of things that made you happy, 
-hmm. When you think of experiences where you, where you felt happy and you look at it and go, where was the growth there? How was I measuring this? That's just going to reinforce this. Yeah. So you absolutely know, Oh, this is the lever. Mm-hmm. I can pull that lever all day now. <laughs> yeah. I have complete control over my happiness now exactly. because I know all I need to do is measure something yeah. and show that I've made progress and tell myself, oh, look at the progress I've made and immediately I'm going to feel happier. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'll definitely have to pay a bit more attention <laughs> and realize like, hey, and I really love the, oh, oh, I just got... 50 whatever in my happiness bank <laughs> like mm-hmm. and then okay. it's like oh great this is gonna make me probably lose 25 whatever but at least I got 50 earlier so <laughs> and, and and don't and be careful not to not to worry about keeping the balance at a particular level True, yeah as long as there's enough there it's fine yeah as because long as your bank is you're, full you're gonna spend it it's just like money you're gonna spend exactly that's yeah. the point just, just have a whole bunch there. So it's just, like, just want to make sure that you keep on replenishing yeah, it. Exactly. That, yeah. That, that, you're, that there's constantly happiness coming in. Mm-hmm. And then because you use happiness to fuel a lot of things in your life. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, so just as long as you're getting direct deposits in your happiness account, yep. um, then it's fine. You don't yeah. need to worry about what the actual balance is. Yeah. Okay. That's a good way. Yeah because that would keep me because i'm also (laughs) i don't know this might be in the money portion i'm such a budgeter and stuff so i'm like i try to look at numbers too much (laughs) well um all right let me let me throw in a little something about the sign of jupiter and the language you speak for happiness because i think that kind of applies here okay um your jupiter is in libra Mm. um, and libra is a cardinal sign so the way that you approach happiness mm-hmm. is it's a one-shot deal. You set a goal. You say, this is what happiness is. Yep. And you plan and you strategize and you set everything up and then you pull the trigger and that's it. Yep. You either hit the target or you don't. Or you there's, don't. No, there's no adjusting no. Along the way, you think it's got to be something you have to achieve all at once. Yes. And then if you don't... I'm a failure. <laughs> no, but, but That's how I feel. Start, you have to start over. Yeah, And exactly. so you go, okay, well, here's where I went wrong. Mm-hmm. And you do the whole thing over again, but you make the adjustment for what you think went wrong in the last time. Mm-hmm. And you try again. Yep. So it's an all or nothing thing. And that has advantages because on the one hand, you're always doing a moonshot. And when you actually hit the moon, Mm -hmm. you're making a, you know, you're you're achieving things you could not have achieved incrementally. Yeah. But also most of the time you miss the target. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So just recognize, and and there's always, so it's never about, oh, let me make an adjustment. It's always a whole new goal Mm -hmm. is the way that you view it. Yeah. Um, so that's the language you speak for happiness. And because it's an air sign, happiness is an idea. It's abstract. It's mental. It, it's a state of, it, it's really a state of mind. Mm-hmm. Um, in a lot of ways, it's kind of a story. Mm. So to a certain degree, if you tell yourself you're happy, then you're happy. Mm. 
Um, and that's true for everyone, but specifically because you speak an air language, you speak mm -hmm. a mental language for happiness, you can really focus on the words. Right. Um, but it's just, this is, now you don't approach everything in your life that way. Right. But yeah. you approach happiness. Oh yeah. <laughs> that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so again, and, and recognizing it's, so it's not, so, so you don't expect to hit the target every time. So don't, mm -hmm. you know, so you can, you can change the story of, oh, I failed. Like, no, just missed the target this time. Going to take another shot. Try again. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, but, but it's, I'm that way. I speak a cardinal language for money. Um, you do as well. Okay. Um, so I'm the same thing about money. I'm really, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll set up a new project and, oh, I'm going to do this new class. I'm going to launch this and it's going to do X one. And then I just launch it and it does, or it doesn't. And I just, yep. it's like, okay, that didn't work. Let's another goal. That's going to, that's going to get yep. me to exactly where I want to be financially in one leap. Yeah. <laughs> and that's been something that's been blowing because this is, this is new. Yeah. The, the language stuff is, is new that I'm working on. And just the cardinal language for money for me is something that has just daily been, oh, wow, that's why I always look at it that way. Yeah. Oh my God, I totally see. And it's just like, it, it's, it just continually blows my mind. Mm -hmm. But I see that through my entire life. This is right. how I engage with money. Yeah. My career, my, my, my reputation is mutable. So I'm just, all I care about is making incremental progress with that. As long as I'm moving, I don't care if I get to where I'm going. It's just, it's right. a totally different approach than money. It's like, nope, got to get to there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh yeah. Aim, shoot, hopefully hit target. Exactly. <laughs> I feel like I, now I have a mental picture of trying to hit the moon, but mm -hmm. sometimes there's an iceberg in the way. <laughs> iceberg <laughs> instead. Well, and, and the thing to help, even though this is always how you're approaching happiness, keep in mind that happiness isn't isn't that specific target mm -hmm. you you can experience happiness without actually hitting the target the way you think you need to hit it right you're always going to approach it with the moonshot mm -hmm. and if you miss that moon well okay now we're going to try another moon <laughs> it's not even ever trying to get the same target again once you've once you've done it miss that target okay that's gone new right. target new plan um and that's fine. That's the yeah. language you speak. Just keep in mind, you don't have to hit the target to be happy. Yeah. Um, while you're doing all of this, right, you're still going to be creating happiness. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like you always have those goals. Yeah. When you're younger and you, you play sports or like field day or anything. Oh, even if you don't win, it's about having fun. Mm -hmm. And I've always been that way. Like, there's been friendships and relationships that have seen ruin over Monopoly or Uno. And I'm like, I'm just here to have fun, guys. <laughs> I lost five times in a row. Whatever. Like, it's fine. I'm still good. I'm breathing. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's definitely. That's so, so interesting. Thank you for that. My pleasure. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Uh, do you, so do you offer readings for people on your website? I do. Okay, cool. You can, you can book a consultation with me. So this is, you know, it would start out kind of like this discussion and then mm -hmm. go on from <laughs> and go on from there. 
Um, but yeah, I offer consultations. You can book a consultation on my website. Um, and there are also the classes. There's the, you know, if you want to learn how to interpret charts on your own, there's the natal interpretation foundations class. And then if you want to really do this work on your own, exploring your chart on your own, mm -hmm. um, there's the personal practical astrology okay. program. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. That's, that's really awesome. Cause now I want my husband to, um, submit his information and see so I can make fun of him whatever he <laughs> whatever he gets but I also want him to listen to this and I could be like see I don't like people so keep them away <laughs> there's, there's been many times we fought over you know oh I'm having so-and-so come over and I'm like <sighs> can I, can I stay upstairs I'm so exhausted I was just yeah. around a whole bunch of people at work <laughs> like yeah it, and, that's, yeah. and that's an important that's an important thing for both of you to understand mm -hmm. um, that it's you know and, and you can work within those parameters and mm -hmm. you know he can adjust you can both adjust expectations around that yeah um, because yeah if you've been around people all day at work you're probably going to need at least some alone time <laughs> when you get for home sure. before you need yes. to be nice to somebody else <laughs> Yeah, I definitely, I even do that with, you know, I usually answer phone calls and stuff like that. I don't want to talk on the phone <laughs> when I get off work. I'm like, text me. That's, I don't want to talk right now. And friends, family, love them dearly, but they'll try to call. And I'm like, I've been on the phone at least three to four hours today. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to do this. Like, it's too much. It's exhausting. I actually, my first job out of college was in a call center and customer service, when I tell you, like, I didn't even text or call any, like, they'd be like, are you okay? You're breathing, you're alive. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just mentally exhausted from, that did not work out for me. I, I lasted seven months and said, all right, yeah. let's try something out because it was just so, not to mention getting cussed at and like people verbally it's, attacking it's me. Tough. And I'm it's like, uh, yeah, I always tell, cause where I worked at the customer service team we have and everything. I'm like, I have so much admiration for y'all. I said, I would always have, <laughs> after a while, <laughs> after mm -hmm. a few weeks and everything of all the cussing out and everything, I would just be so like nonchalant with people. Like they're, they'd be yelling. I'm like, well, if you paid your bill, this one <laughs> like, sorry. And my supervisor would call me and be like, yeah, you can't talk <laughs> like that to people. And I'm like, <laughs> But it's true. <laughs> like, it's, like obviously. So I, I have much appreciation to people that yeah. can do that for a living because there's it's a it, tough job. It is very tough. Yes, definitely. Well, awesome. That that was super enlightening, and I appreciate you uh, doing that for me. That was my pleasure. Pretty cool. Um, I feel like that's much better than the stupid game that I had. <laughs> I just ask you random questions. <laughs> so I probably won't ask you those random questions, but I will ask you one question I like to ask guests is who, and this could be um, uh, world leaders or family or anybody, or as a couple of people have answered, like a collective group of people or like mm -hmm. the people with a certain mentality, um, who inspires you? You're like this. Is, there's so many people. Um, well, yeah. There's, there's, there's. For, that's for me too. Like, if I, if somebody asked me this question, I'm like, I can give you a top five. <laughs> like, there's, there's so many. Um, 
Um, I'm just going to randomly say Carol Burnett. Oh, love. Her um, window shopping Gone with the Wind skit. Classic. <laughs> so, so good. Yeah. Obsessed with it. Yeah. I watch that sometimes just so I can get happy. If I'm feeling yeah, well, that's, I'll watch her specials and show and yeah. stuff and I'm like, oh, the best. She just from, you know, and I'm old enough that I actually saw a lot of them I had to stay up past my bedtime a little bit yeah. when it first aired. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she, the Carol Burnett show shaped so much of my personality mm. and, and my sense of humor mm-hmm. um, and, and just continues, uh, continues to, and, and on the other end of the spectrum, um, uh, I'm, I am just, cause my background's in musical theater. Mm. Um, and I continue to be just blown away by Randy Rainbow. Mm. Uh, I mean the, you know, everything else aside, the quality of his lyrics yeah. is just Sondheim level mm-hmm. brilliance with those with those lyrics and i really uh you know i i hope he figures out what to do post trump um but you know because he owes his career to to trump but oh my just just the level of brilliance of you know and it is it is really difficult to write a funny laugh out loud lyric mm-hmm. you can put humor in lyrics but to actually write a song that makes people laugh because mm-hmm. of the there are only i mean in the broadway canon there's a handful mm-hmm. of comedy songs that do that mm-hmm. um, and he manages to do that a lot which is awesome um, and yeah. i just you know it's like he's it just utter brilliance yeah and music is such a, a great thing too i feel like a lot of people they have their their artists that mm-hmm. they're like those they bring me joy <laughs> they, i yeah. love this and everything so uh i'm a big i've definitely expanded i've i've grown <laughs> my music taste <laughs> in the past couple of years because when I was younger, it was like the pop or nothing. Like, mm-hmm. give me some Britney Spears, Katy Perry, mm-hmm. like pink, amazing, and everything like that. But as I grow, I'm like, oh my god, they have great vocals. They have like this, or let me listen to more Broadway, or let me listen. And so now it's a wide variety. Like when I put my phone on shuffle, you get like Dolly Parton. You still get Katy Perry and everything, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mama Mia soundtrack and then you have like Adele who was like sometimes I have to skip because I'm like I'll get too into this and it'll, <laughs> it'll withdraw from my happiness because it just <laughs> I'm like yes that reminds me of that t-shirt that I wanted but it was too expensive so never mind I find somebody like you t-shirt because <laughs> it was me too yeah awesome anybody else comes to mind oh find something in another realm um yeah you picked pretty uh, two pretty good ones though music and humor and i i all you know just in um 
I really love uh, Stephen Moffat, mm-hmm. um, who was the showrunner for Doctor Who and mm-hmm. Sherlock and uh, a show called Coupling mm-hmm. on BBC. And again, just because brilliantly funny. Yeah. Um, the range of what he is able to create. I really, I'm, I'm inspired by people who are able to do great big creative things. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially in areas that I dabble in or enjoy. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I like theater, I like storytelling um, and, and the ability and especially humor. And when uh, what I admire most about Stephen Moffat is not only is, is especially coupling, mm-hmm. not only was it just so really, I mean, unbelievably brilliantly funny, but so much of the humor came from the characters and was grounded in the situation um, and, and just, you know, perfectly executed. And yeah. I just, um, you know, I, I studied a lot of humor and how yeah. to, construct that and i just look at that craftsmanship and i go wow <laughs> yeah because it's, it's hard i i took theater um in college and i did high school mm-hmm. um, theater i actually won an award for uh, my acting no big deal um oh. it wasn't an oscar but you know <laughs> it made me happy so <laughs> exactly and i still have it and that was yeah. so like 2011 so um but it was, I, I remember doing, we would do plays that were just comedic, laugh out loud, like, but peop, some people have it, some people didn't. It was just really hard for some, I'm like, you have to eat the timing right. You have to, if you say a joke, there's sometimes you have to do it and like you focus on certain words and like really exaggerate and stuff like that. And some people were just, they read it like, well, okay, and and so so coupling, mm-hmm. the British version of it is just the most yeah genius. Just and and there was an American attempt at it, and the first episode, which I think is the only one that actually aired because it was so terribly bad. bad yeah, virtually the same script. Yeah, as the British version of it Mm. except the british version is brilliant and fall on the floor funny and the american version was joke coming joke coming joke coming prepare for joke joke everything was telegraphed i mean i I did not appreciate how brilliant the british cast was Mm -hmm. until i saw the american cast (laughs) trying to do the same thing and it was just no no yeah you don't see when in the british cast you do not see that joke coming yeah exactly yeah <laughs> um i feel like um, nothing telegraphs set up yeah and the director part of me really wants to analyze that and figure out what exactly were they doing what was it um but but it was just it was obvious it was just dreadful Mm-hmm. Uh, the the American version and just the the brilliance of the British actress performance. I feel like that's happened a few times. <laughs> there's a British version and America tries to do it and it's like uh. there's a there's a fundamental difference. Oh yeah, how British actors are trained because my background I studied theater in mm-hmm. college and 
um, have never in my life taken an American acting class that was not a complete and utter waste of my time. And my junior year, I went to a theater program in London where oh. we were trained with the British approach. And so we were working with voice and studying text and movement and it wasn't doing monologues. Mm -hmm. It was actually technique. Right. And it's like this, this I'm interested in. Don't make me yeah. sit through another acting class where I have to do monologues um, because the American approach just never resonated with me. Mm -hmm. um, works for a lot of people, obviously, but there's British actors are trained in tools. Mm -hmm. they, they, you know, everything, you know, it, it, it's not, it's not just, oh, let me find the emotion. It's yeah. very specifically, here's how I find the emotion, but here is how I use my body to tap into that and project it properly and modulate it because, mm -hmm. you know, they've, they've got these. It's more in depth. External, well, it's, it's just, it's an external yeah. objective approach mm -hmm. rather than sort of, you know, just sort of the free form Oh, feel it, and it will make sense. Yeah. If you feel it, that's kind of, you know, that that's great for you, but the audience has to actually, you know, understand. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You have to put that out <laughs> into the yeah. universe instead of keeping it in. Like, oh, I feel this. Okay, then we'll show it. <laughs> yeah. No, definitely awesome. Those those are good picks, and the, I appreciate your thank you theater because I'm the same way. Theater has ruined everything for me i'm so critical now like we go see a, a play or something and i'm like oh my gosh the way they do they're doing this blocking the way or i'm the complete opposite like never turn your back to the audience what are you doing what are you doing and just so much i'm like oh this set design is amazing <laughs> and my husband's like will you shut up like this is like why are you going so into it but it's the same with criminal justice because that was my minor uh-huh I watch movies and so I'm like, that one, no, 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 no. You're not gonna catch, <laughs> not gonna catch a serial killer in 48 hours. Uh, no, this is incorrect. So yeah, I totally get that, that analytical <laughs> view of things and how it's different. So awesome. The, uh, this is another question that I always ask people because okay. I'm very um, into mental health yeah. and trying to break that stigma because people still have that. I'm like, guys, it's 2021. Like, Mm -hmm. It's okay to say that we have issues, but we're working on them. <laughs> like, yeah. So I'm very open about that and vocal, you know, I'm like, yeah, I'll tell you about my therapist. I'll tell you about the medicine, medication that I have to be on um, and everything like that. So what are some things that you do to keep your mental health in check? I very specifically focus on spiritual practices. Mm. Um, the, the deeper the much deeper level of astrology work mm -hmm. that I do. I have a whole deep process called archetypal astrology. Mm -hmm. um, I have spent many, many years studying uh, human consciousness and, and reading David Hawkins, uh, not Stephen Hawking's, David Hawkins. Yeah. Um, and I sort of contextualize everything in the context of happiness. And even in my astrology classes, we work with sort of a, a shorthand model of the four kingdoms of consciousness. I teach the map of consciousness. Mm -hmm. I make sure that I go over it in every single class because as I say, this is the single most important thing I can share with you. Yep. This 
is the map of how to get from where you are now to happy. Right. And the way that I sort of approach everything is your entire reality is based on the vibrational frequency of your thoughts. Mm. And sort of diving into big concepts here, I mentioned sort of the difference. No matter what you experience, it's real. Yeah. Reality and truth have nothing to do with each other. Mm -hmm. Reality is subjective. Mm. So, you know, whatever you experience, it's real. When you dream, it's real. Yeah. When you wake up, it feels just as real. You can't compare. 100%. Yeah. One's more real than the other. Exactly. But truth is objective. Mm -hmm. You can compare two experiences, each of which feels equally real and say, this one's more true than that. And so much of working with consciousness has to do with feeling your feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the biggest, one of the biggest lessons, and it's so, it's such a radical concept. Feelings can't hurt you. Mm-hmm. Feelings are just feelings. Yeah. We don't feel our feelings. We create these stories around them. And then there's all of this resistance and all of this suffering, trying not to feel a feeling. And we're telling ourselves, oh, this is painful. Oh, this is horrible. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the tools that I learned from, from David Hawkins is just, you know, being, you drop the story, you, you know, and, and you just sort of question it mm-hmm. and feel the actual feeling. Yeah. And I remember when I first, you know, a bunch of years ago, um, I kind of noticed uh, I was throwing a little pity party for myself and I could notice myself talk going, I'm in emotional pain right now. And I kind of stopped and said, okay, really? Where exactly am I feeling that? Right. Well, I'm kind of, well, it's sort of, you know, yeah. how is, you know and, and I kind of gently questioned and realized it really isn't anything I need to do. And I mean, it's like, okay, am I, am I enjoying this feeling? Not particularly. Yeah. Do I want to spend my vacation feeling like this? Not really. Am I actively in pain? No. Can I get on with my life and just let this feeling go? Yeah. Can I do it without complaining? Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Yeah. But that awareness, telling the truth about it, allowing yourself to feel the feelings. Um, A lot of the the more advanced tools that I've developed are, are designed to question mm-hmm. the truth of your story. Yeah. Um, you know, this is real. Great. Is it, is it true? Right. You know, and, and when you, you know, I call the process sort of just, you know, elevating the truth quotient. Right. When you raise the truth quotient, you're stuck. Cause here's, Another broad thing. So if we run out of time, let me know. No, you're fine. Um, you create your reality. Bottom line, law of attraction is not, the law of attraction isn't, oh, here's how I get a relationship and here's how I get a promotion and all that. It, it's, no, that's like using a nuclear power plant to charge a cell phone. Right. The law of attraction is a universal law. It is how you create everything in your reality. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not just your conscious thoughts that are creative. It's all of your thoughts, the 10% that are conscious and the 90% that are unconscious. And you can create anything. 
But if you create a reality that lacks truth, if you create from, from victim consciousness, from first kingdom, mm-hmm. it consumes energy. So you have to keep pouring energy into that mm-hmm. to make that reality real. And the more energy you're pouring into it, that energy is making you less happy because yeah. it's the energy of your happiness that's going into that. So when you start telling the truth about things, when you start letting go of parts of your story that, that you're making real, but they're not true, mm-hmm. and even little things, as soon as you tell the truth about it, it goes away. It plugs that leak. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't need to be a great big revelation. So I have a bunch of spiritual practices that are mainly designed to sort of question the story and you know, connect with the present moment and remember, oh, I actually am safe right now. Right. Um, and, and question, uh, you know, there's one little sentence that David Hawkins had in one of his books. Um, I, I turned into a process of questioning your caca expectations <laughs> because we ha- we all have at all times. Oh yeah. We all have completely unreasonable expectations of convenience, agreement, compliance, and approval. Mm-hmm. Caca. And it's a little bit of an advanced process, but when you start to question those expectations, because they're always there, it plugs the leak. It, re- it elevates the truth quotient. So I can be frustrated and angry at something and then I'll take a moment and go, okay, yeah, totally inconvenient, but unrealistic to think this was supposed to be convenient. Right. And, and just you know go through the little process and it clears resentment and it raises my energy and I feel better. Mm. and it's been many years of learning to use these tools because you don't just learn a spiritual practice and then use it. I don't know anybody that just picks up spiritual practices and uses them regularly. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I learned over many years and I've had to share with people, you start with, with spiritual practices and a new idea. It's like, great, I'm going to do this. And they're wonderful. And you, and you're able to do them consistently while your life is going well. And as soon as something blows up in your life, they go out the window because they're new Mm. and you go back to what works for you in the past. Definitely. And it takes time to get to the point where you build enough faith in the spiritual practices. So, you know, for me, it took many, many years hmm. to get to the point where when something goes wrong in my life, I reach for a spiritual practice instead of a cookie right. <laughs> yeah. um, because the cookies always worked. Yeah. Happiness. They didn't stick, yeah. you know, they, they worked to a certain level. Yeah, true. But then realizing, oh no, this energy tool is actually, you know, but it took a long time. I knew these things, but to mm-hmm. be able to actually use them in the moment when I'm in a crisis, not always available. Yeah. It's, you know, being gentle with yourself to realize I'm, you know, so, you know, long, long, complicated thing, but short answer, um, I've learned and, and teach a set of spiritual practices that mm-hmm. help me to question the reality of my story, mm-hmm. um, which, which lets me shift my vibration so that I'm back to a place that's true mm-hmm. and, and not wallowing in in the reality that just yeah. doesn't make me happy at all right oh that's good yeah that's 
sometimes <laughs> like I, I I need to do the same thing like and, and and you mentioned you know this is this is what I teach to my students this is what mm-hmm. I teach to clients I have uh, you know spiritual development programs that really work with these things and they're incredibly useful tools and and for for many people they're enough yeah but it's not like you know, this, this is not the Tom Cruise science, you know, no, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. This isn't a cult. <laughs> but, but it's, but, but also recognizing there's nothing wrong. If you have a brain chemistry imbalance, then that's something that needs to be addressed before, you know, along with other things. Yep. I personally like the idea that you know, that, that you're not just on Medicaid. Oh, great. I'm going to be on Selexa for the rest of my life. Yeah. No, I'm going to be on Selexa for now. And now that that's helping you to get to a point, maybe do some more work yep. so that you can develop cognitive tools right. that may let you get to the point where you're not getting, where you don't need. Right. You know, some people need it. Not everybody needs it all the time. I just, you know, and I'm not, that's my personal. Yeah, yeah, you know, no, definitely. Use, use whatever tools are available but my personal feeling is that you know the 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 pharmaceutical approach is i like to view it as where the process begins not where it ends oh yeah and 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 i think for many people that's that's an option, but not everybody's willing to do the deeper work. Yeah. And that's fine. Um, no, definitely. Yeah. Me personally, I have to, <laughs> I had to get more than just, cause they're like, you know, there's an imbalance in your mind, your brain. So yeah. I was like, cool, start me on whatever. But then I actively worked with a therapist, a psychiatrist, yeah. journaling, meditation like everything because it was I'm like you have to though and I agree like I you have to put the work in too it can't just rely on that like the goal is to come up with tools that you can use in your everyday life and that was the first thing and that's why I knew like therapy and my psychologists were meant to be because that's they started with you know the goal is to have things to help you Exactly. cope and everything too so i totally and, get that and i agree and and the medication becomes one of the tools yep it's you know if if you get to a point where you were off it and then you need to get back on it it's not i've had clients that have kind of gone through this I'm like it's fine you know don't feel like it's a fa- don't feel like you're failing if you yeah. go back on the medication the medication is a tool yeah and if you need it then you need it yep make things harder for yourself and, exactly. and start taking it again, it doesn't mean that, oh, well, that's it. I'm on this for the rest of my life. That's yeah. not, you know, it's the right choice now. Mm-hmm. A month from now, it may not still be the right choice. And then you right. make a different choice then based on where you are. Yep. Um, it, it's not an all or nothing thing. But when you're in that low place, when you're in those lower levels of consciousness, your world gets very small and everything seems like it's all or nothing. Right. Everything seems like this is my only option and it will never change. 
And I'm, you know, and even if I do this, it's not going to fix everything and it's going to be that way forever. And that's how, and that's real. It's not true. Right. But until you raise your vibration, you don't have other options. Mm-hmm. So you do whatever is available to you where you are right now and let that move you to the next higher rung on the ladder where you have other things you can reach. Right. Makes total sense. Yeah. I hope everybody's listening. (laughs) (laughs) And this is, you know, and I am not a licensed disclaimer, but this is sort of my personal. Yeah. My personal philosophy with this. Um, but I love that because I, I always, I take it all in. I, yeah. I, always, I think I joke at one time, I not joked, but I referred to myself as a sponge, Stephen mm-hmm. the sponge, when I had to write uh, something in college. I can't remember what it was. So sorry <laughs> if one of my professors is listening. Um, I just take it, I absorb it all in. So it could be somebody, yeah, you have something behind your name or whatever, or, mm-hmm. hey, you've had the experience and, you know, give me it all. I'll take it all because I, I'm just, I like to soak it all up for sure. Mm-hmm. So I definitely appreciate it for sure. Excellent. Yeah. I feel like I say for sure too much and people always <laughs> rag on me and say, it's not the eighties. And I was like, well, I don't know. I wasn't born in the eighties. <laughs> I discovered it and I want to use it now. So own it exactly so i'm like i don't care um awesome so i always have to ask because i'm a big like i said sponge so i always take suggestions any um movies music tv shows podcasts or books that you're obsessed with right now that you're like i have to share this with the world everybody should look into this um or anything like that i know it's so people are like I was dreading this question because I really, there's, there's nothing, there's, there's, I don't have an answer for it. I don't, I don't really watch movies. I watch a lot of TV and I'm kind of rewatching a lot of of stuff. We we found ourselves, uh, me and my husband, uh, rewatching Schitt's Creek just because it's so good. And it Mm -hmm. makes us very (laughs) laugh and happy and stuff. And um, even though it ended, but I totally get that. I feel like this is the best time now too, to, revisit things so yeah totally fair answer for sure yeah. um remind everybody again w- uh, websites anywhere that they can find anything and then i'll put them in the link as well too excellent uh the website is therealastrology.com t-h-e realastrology.com uh everything is is there uh when the homepage gives you sort of two the two main options of the personal practical astrology or the mm-hmm. You know, you can become a member and watch a free class. And then there's a link if you want to book a consult. Um, and then you can drill down a little bit more. The Real Houses of Astrology mm. uh, are viewable there. I'm uh, so ready. Well on the YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, there's, I have, I have lots of free stuff. I've got lots of free classes awesome. and, and videos uh, available for people on the site. Uh, oh, that's awesome. Or coming all the time. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that's so awesome though that you um, share this with the world because <laughs> that's such an awesome thing. And I know a lot of people are, you know, very interested in it, but they're like, how do I really go? Like I said, I feel like there's misleading, you know, I, websites and stuff like that. that... There are so many, and, and 
there are so many different branches and approaches mm -hmm. to astrology. It's mm -hmm. not one size fits all. It's not one size fits all. And I don't want, and, and I'm really, um, what I'm carving out is a very specific little corner of the sandbox. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, not everybody's necessarily interested in this, but what I care about is how do I actually use astrology to become happier? That's what right. I've always wanted. Exactly. That's, that was, that's my vendetta. It never gave me the answers about myself. It was supposed to. <laughs> and now it's like, you know, you know, using this has just blown my mind. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm thrilled to be able to share this, but this is, this is my approach. Mm -hmm. My approach is somewhat unique mm -hmm. in that it withstands extensive critical thinking. Mm. Um, and, you know, I can justify the things that I'm talking about and mm -hmm. I can explain where they came from and I can say this is this principle and I can back that back up. up. I'm yeah. not making this doesn't mean that you know I don't make any wild pronouncements. Not that the wild pronouncements that people make aren't necessarily accurate from time to time. Yeah. Um you know doesn't mean it doesn't mean that somebody that that goes off and does their own thing um it doesn't mean it doesn't have value. Yeah. You know, they, 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 it's, it's different. Mm. And if you are looking for something and the other thing that I offer that, that is kind of unique is that if you really want to understand the language of astrology, mm -hmm. um, I offer, I, I think the, the most concise practical approach to mm -hmm. really learning how to speak that language. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, not everybody cares about that, yeah. um, but, but that's the approach that I take. Um, and you know, I really, it's like, you know, other people can do what they want. I just care about having my own little corner of the sandbox right. where people that are interested in that can come and we can talk and explore yeah. and, and learn and, and, and there's a need for it because it doesn't exist anywhere else. Right. Um, but I, I, I actively have to sort of stay in my own business mm. when, when other people talk about how they're doing a strike, you know, I was like, great. That's, that's, you're on that. That, that, that is, that, that is how you're working with this Yeah. and God bless. And it's working for you. It's working mm. for your clients. It's entertaining. Great. Fabulous. And I'm going to drill down with, with what I'm doing here because, because I haven't fully made this my bitch yet. Yeah. But I'm getting there. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Like, see how I see how I'm going to just really, you know, break all of this down and be able to go, this is an objective system and it works. Yeah. And I can teach it and other people can do it. And then eventually I can actually offer counseling classes. Yeah. To help people learn the counseling skills because they've got a an objective way of this is how we're going to walk through the chart. Mm -hmm. So they're not worrying about that. And I can teach the counseling skills finally yeah. and really have a program where if somebody really wants to be an astrological counselor, that they can go through a two-year program with me and come out the other end and awesome. actually be confident 
that they can sit down and do exactly what I do and work with clients. Oh, that's awesome. Not there yet, but, yeah. but that's, that's what I want because that doesn't exist. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, it doesn't exist anywhere. Mm. Um, so, so that's, that's kind of my personal vendetta with astrology right, right now. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. But that's super awesome. At least you have something to look forward to and grow in, <laughs> with yeah, and everything. I'm I, I, seriously, my, my, I don't do anything small and my, mm-hmm. my calendar in terms of, you know, the big projects that I have to create, um, that's, that's booked up for the next two years. Oh, wow. <laughs> Well, that's awesome, classes though. that need to be created and stuff that I'm working on and yeah. new books and other things. And it's like, yeah, no, the next two, I know exactly where all of my time is being spent for the next two years. Oh, that's aw- That's <laughs> amazing though. I thought I was bad because I'll plan out for like five, six months, but two years, if I had enough will to sit down, I would definitely do it in a heartbeat. But sometimes I'm like, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure I necessarily recommend it. <laughs> um, it. It is, it's part of how I'm wired and it does, mm. you know, it, it's, it matters to me. And, and the creative process of this really makes me happy, but I have to keep my life in balance because right. it drains a lot of other parts of, of my life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, it's, um, I, I, I don't do anything small. Yeah. <laughs> Shooting for the moon for sure. Exactly. It really, yeah. this is what, and that's, and again, I look at, oh yeah, this is in charge of that. And that's yeah. in charge of that. And that's, in, and those are all cardinal and that's why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, and then I've got enough fixed going on that gives me the stamina to just going to do this. Yeah. <laughs> exactly yep that's awesome though yeah that yeah i me personally i could never (laughs) but that's that's cool though yeah i I shoot out i shoot for the moon but um i have to be motivated first (laughs) and and again don't it's probably not gonna make you happy comparing yourself to me so just figure out i know yourself i clearly need to listen to this episode over and over again just so i (laughs) I know what I'm doing. Yeah. And it's a new awareness. Mm -hmm. It's not an, you know, it's a new awareness. You're breaking, you need to cultivate that awareness. So, Mm -hmm. you know, this is, I, I, you're probably too hipster. So maybe, but um, vinyl records. Oh, I have so many. Okay. So, so here's (laughs) the thing. You're, you're trying to break a pattern. So it's like a vinyl record. You scratch it once. It doesn't, break the pattern if you really want to get that thing to skip if you want to break the pattern you have to interrupt the pattern over and over and over again Mm. so you're going to you have this awareness of noticing when you're comparing yourself to other people Mm. and that's a new thing and it's not gonna all of a sudden change yeah you're gonna you're gonna be comparing yourself to other people and do it for a while and then like, oh wait a minute I'm comparing myself to other people mm. and then the next time you'll be doing it and you're still not gonna be able to interrupt it while you're doing it but maybe a little bit sooner and you'll you know as you interrupt the pattern mm-hmm. 
you'll spend less and less time, you'll become aware of it sooner. And eventually, you'll be able to interrupt it right away, or, or pretty quickly, you'll do it less. But it's gonna take time. Yeah, because you spent your whole life viewing things this way. Yeah, um, it, it's not a, you know, it's, it's a pen, not a wand. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. No, definitely. Um, so to be gentle with yourself about that, mm -hmm. but, you know, and, and track your growth yeah. with it. Give yourself a little gold star every time you do recognize, oh, I just noticed I was comparing myself to somebody else. Oh, that's so smart. Cause I, I love, like, I was that weird. Not really. I've, there was a lot of kids that were that way. Like get a gold star sticker mm -hmm. or something like that for doing good on a test. Mm -hmm. I might physically, cause I'm that dorky, go get some stickers and put it in a journal so I could be like, look how many stickers I got this month. <laughs> exactly. Positive reinforcement, yeah. measuring your growth. And it's not, oh, I should have done it sooner. But yeah. every time you notice it, you got a gold star. Oh, now this has me thinking like, I could. <laughs> I like, oh, if you get X amount of stars, you can treat yourself to buy a book. You could get a pair of Toms. Like it, oh, now you have me think like this is a whole awesome. project I'm going to have now because <laughs> awesome. that what, sounds so cool. And and look at how happy you're feeling thinking about. Oh that. yeah, now I'm, I'm cheesy cheesing a lot. So that yeah. I'm like this is such an awesome idea. Why didn't I think <laughs> of this? So awesome. another practical demonstration. This works for you. Yeah. Because it's growth. Because growth is your happiness. It's very true. Yeah. And this is a way of leveraging that. And boom! All of a sudden, wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm so curious to see what my husband because I feel like people <laughs> like that's dumb. <laughs> so. I'm curious to see uh, what how what he what you know so gold star I'll give you this gold star what he thinks doesn't matter oh my god yeah that's right <laughs> you're comparing yourself to him it doesn't it's matter what he all thinks about this makes me you happy yeah exactly very true yeah this oh, is yeah. for you there's so much stuff that I do that makes me happy he, he's like oh and I'm, he's like that's just not for me and I'm like clearly doesn't not. need to be it doesn't need to be I said well you stay in your corner. I'm going to yeah. do my thing here. Like, yeah. oh yeah. You're not the same person. You're not exactly. joined at the hip. Yeah. Very true. And it is perfectly okay for you to have things that are just for you. Yep. Oh yeah. We have, we've had to do that with a lot of yeah. like, TV shows and stuff. Like you don't like this. Okay. Awesome. This could be a show, but then there are shows we watch together because exactly it's cheating. If you watch an episode without, the other ones. <laughs> but you, but just set it up. Yeah, exactly. Set up the expectations. You don't assume that you're going to do everything or that you're going to understand everything yeah. about each other. Yeah. And, you know, and, and that just makes things easier. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Well, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed this and appreciate you sharing your your nuggets of wisdom and everything i've absorbed it and just super grateful again i'll put everything in the, the description all the links and everything um so that everybody can easily access them because that's generation right now where's the link that's what i want um but again thank you so much my pleasure thank you awesome you have a good night you too What a great, um, great person, <laughs> great guy that Kevin Burke, um, who, um, like I said, was so gracious enough to read my chart, um, gave me a lot to think about, and I just really appreciate it. And I think we should all think and do. <laughs> so while you ponder that over, let's think about have faith in nature.
that is the quote for this week's Meditation Minute. Ponder that over. Have faith in nature. And now, let's enjoy this week's Meditation Minute. Well, thank you so much for joining me this week for this episode of Sunshine Stephen. Uh, super big thank you to Kevin for coming on and talking astrology and reading my chart. I'm super curious. Anybody that knows me personally um, and we're super close, let me know what you think. I think it was spot on and amazing. And you can also do the same if you go to Kevin's website. Um, I'll link it down below. There's also, like he mentioned, the complimentary stuff out there, so be sure to go there. Um, YouTube videos, all that will be linked down below, so go support, check it out. Thank you again so much, Kevin Burke, for coming on um, the show. I super enjoyed it and super into it, so just super excited. You can't tell. Uh, other than that, you can follow me at Sir Stephen Rice on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, TikTok and Clubhouse, if you so dare. Um, Sir Stephen Rice on all platforms. You can also find my podcast merch at my website, sirstephenrice.com, where I also have blog posts, which I need to be better at and put more out. But you can check out um, some stuff there, resources linked down below, of course. Um, so yeah, hopefully your 2021 is going beautiful and the stars are aligning for you. Here's to the rest of an amazing year. Stay safe out there, and until next time, have a fantastic day.